Welcome to the No Spin News, Monday, January 27, 2020. Fight for your freedom. It's an important broadcast. We'll get to uh, Kobe Bryant and the uh, terrible helicopter crash at the end of the uh, broadcast today. I did know him. Um, his daughter, 13 years old, had a, had a real hard time sleeping last night, but we'll, we'll talk about it at the end. All right, so um, the big story today is a John Bolton book. And uh, apparently inside the book, which is unpublished, Simon & Schuster, uh, he's going to say that President Trump did uh, make it clear to Ambassador Bolton, who was the National Security Advisor, that he was going to hold up aid to Ukraine unless they investigated a variety of things that pertain to the Obama administration, Russian collusion. Joe Biden was included in that. All right, now, that's not a surprise to me. Um, Ambassador Bolton left under bad terms, does not like President Trump. Immediately, Mick Mulvaney, the chief of staff for Donald Trump, said that's bull. All right, he never heard anything said, and Ambassador Bolton never said anything to him. Mike Pompeo, who is allegedly mentioned in Bolton's book, I say allegedly because we haven't seen it, um, says what uh, Bolton said about him, Mike Pompeo, is not true. So it's a he said, she said, but it is enough to get four or five Republican senators, Romney, Murkowski, Collins, uh, maybe a couple of others, to say, yes, we want to hear from John Bolton. We want witnesses. Now, if that happens, uh, other Republicans are going to say, well, then we want Joe Biden. So it's going to elongate this. All right. President Trump tweets, I didn't tell uh, John Bolton that. I didn't tie in any uh, delay of aid or um, hold up of aid to any specific thing. All right. So he's on record. Donald Trump is denying it. But this story will evolve in a way that I'd be shocked if John Bolton isn't called to appear. Now, President Trump may say no. It's executive privilege. And Joe Biden may say no, it's executive privilege. Because remember, Biden tied President Obama into his threat to the Ukraine to fire that prosecutor. Remember, he said, well, you know, it's not coming from me, it's coming from my boss. So there's executive privileges in both places. And if that happens, then the thing evolves into months, maybe weeks, of the Supreme Court and all that. Um, so it's a mess. But the one thing that has not been reported that I am entirely convinced of, and this is educated speculation. And you know I don't do speculation, but this is important. The New York Times broke this story. Now, Bolton's people say, yeah, he gave the manuscript to some friends, and he gave it to the White House for vetting. You have to do that. If you're writing a book and you're a former federal official, you've got to give it to um, the White House for national security purposes. All right. Or you violate the law. So somebody sent it to the New York Times. Somebody wanted to hurt Donald Trump. The New York Times held it. Until now, because now the Trump defenders are in the Senate, the Trump lawyers defending him in the Senate. That's going on now. So the Times drops this to disrupt that. You see it? Now, this goes back to my theory 
that the New York Times, Washington Post, working in conjunction with the Democratic Party. I firmly believe that. CNN, NBC News in that cabal. Oh, you're paranoid, O'Reilly, you're this, you're that. I can back it up 50 ways. All right, wording, everything. But I am entirely 100% convinced New York Times had that because Bolton was finished with the manuscript, according to Simon & Schuster, on December 30th. All right, it's a month, just about a month. And he sent it out. Um, and all of a sudden, New York Times gets it and leaps it out to the public right the day that the Trump defenders are to give their presentation in the Senate. You want to call it a coincidence? You go right ahead. There's no coincidence. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillOReilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I'm making you old-fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. March for Life. Um, I can't get a number on how many people um, showed up on Friday for the pro-life annual demonstration in Washington. People who were there and other journalists that I've spoken with say about 100,000 or more. Big crowd. All right, and security checkpoints were overwhelmed. They couldn't let everybody in. That's a big crowd. The National Park Service no longer gives crowd estimates because it was sued about that, so they don't do it anymore. The anti-Trump press didn't report on this hardly at all. All right, CBS News, for example, somehow missed the story. All right. <laughs> They, didn't, they did one thing, a Planned Parenthood CEO interview. <laughs> they didn't do it. Um, Washington Post said there were a lot of people there. <laughs> uh, New York Times demonstrators flooded the National Mall. NBC News did not reference a crowd at all. Because all of these are pro-abortion groups. And this ties into um, the media and the Democratic Party now in alliance. But the most biased of them all was National Public Radio. So on its morning edition, it said, quote, as thousands of anti-abortion rights activists, I mean, again, thousands of anti-abortion rights activists prepared to march in Washington, D.C. on Friday. President Trump was there to rally his base. So they're not pro-life advocates. They're anti-abortion rights activists. So they quote, and um, I'm not going to read you the whole quote, but there's a Trump quote. And then they say, right after the Trump quote, Trump's appearance before thousands of mostly supportive anti-abortion rights activists. Six lines down, they say the same thing twice. Now, any editor would take his pen when the script came in. You know, when I was a correspondent for CBS and ABC News, I had to submit my script to an editor who would then change some things. Not many, because I'm a good writer, but some. 
But any any editor just well, you already said that, you know, not NPR, they gotta say it twice. All right? Anti-abortion rights activists. So they're denying people rights because they are pro-life, because they don't believe, morally believe in abortion. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillOReilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message. Support for this podcast comes from Dropbox Business. Think about the people you work with. You're all supremely different, but that's what makes a team so valuable. Different skills, different backgrounds, different ways of thinking and working. So why force everyone to work the same? Dropbox designed a new kind of workspace, a space where whatever works best for you works best for your team, where every file and app connect. Tasks not only assign work, but also help organize it, where you can create new decks, spreadsheets, and even launch video calls without ever needing to leave your workspace. That's Dropbox Business, a space for teamwork your way. Try Dropbox for your team at dropbox.com slash teams at work. All right, so I had trouble sleeping last night. Um, I didn't know Kobe Bryant very well, but I did talk to him on occasion uh, when I went to Laker games before the games. He was a big Factor fan, um, and he always enjoyed asking me questions about how he put the program together, um, how much staff I had, how the decisions were made. He was a businessman, and he admired um, the successful business that we made with the O'Reilly Factor. But he was, he was a very charismatic guy, very articulate guy, and I really enjoyed um, speaking with him. So, you know, you hear all the testimonials today, and, and most of them were, were very, very touching. Um, Americans responded because it was so sudden. Whenever you have sudden tragedy, just boom, out of nowhere, people, you know, because that could happen to any of us. And that, that's the key. We all identify with that. Particularly when a 13-year-old girl, his daughter, uh, was killed with him in the helicopter crash. To me, I, uh, my best friend, Joe Spencer, ABC News correspondent, was killed in a helicopter crash on January 21st, 1986. And, um, you know, that to me is like, uh-oh, not another one. But I, I just, I was wrestling with this last night, and <clears throat> what came to me was this. So everybody knows that there's no guarantee of tomorrow. We all know that. But most people say, well, then you have to enjoy the sandwich and you have to diss that. Anyway. But it's not about you, is it? It's not about you. So if you go, you're gone. It's about other people who know you. And I say this to the urchins. I said, look, if you're treating somebody poorly, if you're mean to them and you don't have to be, all right? So say you're estranged from a family member or a used to have a best friend and now you're enemies or whatever. And you don't have to. You could heal the breach. Sometimes you can't. So do that. Because the worst thing in the world is for a child or a parent to lose somebody and then they never had the reconciliation. We'll see you tomorrow.